0: what's up y'all have a seat it's your favorite hour of the week with the facts over Acts crew ladies and gentlemen this was a slow week in sports but guess what wake up get up get moving because we're gonna we're gonna bring y'all some sports today we're gonna bring you some sports today all right we got this the the farce of an all-star game we got Wentz getting traded we got, we got the East somehow the Nets still aren't on top despite this little wind streak they got going. But before we get into any of that, we got to talk to the master of the Mixer Master, Josh Gotten in the building.
1: That is I. How you feeling, man? You all
0: right? You feeling good today?
1: I'm, I'm living good. The floor and the ceiling wood. That's hey. you know what, you know what?
0: <laughs> Ain't nobody asked for bars on the, on, on the intro Chris. The money man, the man with the plan, Chris Allen in the building. How you doing, man? I know that Boogie is leaving Houston, but how are you?
2: Well, um, I'm, I'm probably as as good as someone in Houston during a snowstorm. So, oh That's god, it. oh god. I realize oh. my team my team probably won't be good until I'm turned thirty, and I'm twenty five this year, so. That's a long time. That's a long time until I can actually enjoy a team winning. Sir,
1: I know I know it's two different sports, but you are talking to two Detroit Lions fans right now. You'll be fine. Exactly. <laughs> You'll be AO damn K. All right.
0: All right. Y'all are 13th right now in the web. But you know what? We don't worry about it. we going we're gonna get to that in a minute. Because at the end of the day, being a fan of the Lions, being a fan of the Rockets in this moment. It feels like you've been hoodwinked, bamboozled, run amok, and led astray a little bit. But not as much as apparently these, these NBA players were when they were told, hey, there's not going to be an All-Star game this year. Y'all are going to get about a three- to four-day break where everybody just cools out and relaxes. And then Adam, Adam Silver came out like, bang, whole lot of All-Star game on your ass. So, uh, with that being said... The players were notified, apparently, two to three weeks uh, before the All-Star Game was actually announced publicly. Um, The mayor of Atlanta, Keisha Lance Bottoms, opposes the All-Star Game being there, as well as uh, she has warned multiple people, or not warned multiple people. She has warned uh, potential All-Star Game goers multiple times and people who will be throwing parties and packing out clubs and all that. Don't do it. It's made for TV multiple times, and the dunk contest will be at halftime, fellas. What what is this? What vibe is this All Star game and everything surrounding giving y'all?
1: Well, well, for starters, man. Um, I've said many times on this podcast that that the NBA is the one you know association organization out there that actually looks out for the players. And I thought, you know, we would continue to feel the same way throughout the bubble and the way they handled everything, but the way they rushed back the season and now after saying that we definitely won't have an all-star game and pushing it upon the players, you know, um, a month before it's happening, essentially, I'm starting to feel a little bit different. Um, I think I think it's just a money grab. I don't think the all-star game should happen. It's definitely going to happen. It's definitely going to be more Rona because um, I've already started to see the flyers come out. For, for the All-Star Weekend parties. And we know 0%. we know from what we've seen over the past... It's been a year now. From what we've seen from the past year, people not staying in the house. So those parties are going to happen. All-Star Game isn't necessary. We know, we know who's going to perform in the All-Star Game. We know who should be All-Stars. We've seen it before. We can miss seeing the All-Star Game for a season. Um, And then the dunk contest being at halftime, I mean, I don't know about y'all, but for... About half my life at this point, I've been more excited to see the skills challenge in a three-point contest than a dunk contest. <sighs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'll say this: I most of what you said was spot
0: on, but I cannot go with you on the. the yeah, yeah, you, you
2: you lost me on that. Oh, I don't on, like seeing sinners centers, centers do the skills challenge. I Bro, hate it.
0: I'm I'm saying though. No. So at you would least... rather see Darren Williams make a bounce pass than Bro. Aaron Gordon grab a ball <laughs>
1: off a of movie mascot's head and yell. So y'all not telling me uh, y'all went and hyped the one year in the skills challenge when it was D-Way, Brian Cove, and Chris Paul? Yes, that was exciting. Yeah, but that was We've one had year, some right? good skills challenges, man. We've had some good
0: skills challenges. Wait a minute. Wasn't Kyle Laurie in it a couple times? Yeah. Man, any event that Kyle Laurie is in, I'm not excited for. I'm sorry. No,
2: bro, you got like... to stop. stop the Kyle Laurie disrespect. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. You <gotta> have <laughs> to stop. Kyle Laurie a... is a pit bull. He's a pit bull. Again,
0: I agree. If you're talking about guys that I would pick on my team and see y'all making me mess up the rundown because the glue guy segment is supposed to be <laughs> later, but we got to break it out now. Kyle Lowry is an elite glue guy. He is, but he's not the guy that if you're like, hey, you're in a park and like filled with NBA players, you got a million dollars to bet here and you got to pick one of them to go up against a random, another one of those players in the park. you going to pick Kyle Lowry? <laughs> really really. that's what a dunk contest is that's what a three-point contest is it's just fun stuff that's supposed to be like that one individual is really good at doing the thing Kyle Lowry don't fit in none of those i'm sorry
1: man look all, all i'm saying is you could say hey um kyle laurie was in this skills challenge we seen um i'm trying to think of some random player we seen this guy in this skills challenge right but then mm-hmm. you turn around two, two you know, events later and we see Jeremy Evans dunking over uh, a Art easel in a dunk contest. The dunk contest wasn't no better. <laughs> <laughs> the dunk contest but, wasn't no better. But, but here's
0: the thing. Here's the thing. I agree that there was risk for dunk contests being bad. But the fact of the matter is the ceiling for the dunk contest, even when you're not expecting much, the ceiling for the dunk contest is always so much higher than the ceiling for a damn skills challenge. (laughs) Unless you got four bona fide Hall of Famers like they did when it was Chris Paul, Brian, D-Wade, and who else? Oh, it's Chris Paul, Brian, D-Wade, and Cole. Cole, come on, man. Come on, that's a once in a – all the stars (laughs) were aligned for that skills challenge. For the most part, we're going to see Pat Bev, uh, uh, Damian Lillard, Conradin, and uh, Drew Holiday. Like, come on, man. Come on, man. Don't nobody want to see that. Ain't nobody yeah. coming to see that. Otis? <laughs> Chris, how, how do you feel about this All-Star game, man? What, do you, what what are your thoughts on it?
2: Okay. Why are people so disrespectful to, to the mayor in that, in Georgia? Like, she, she clearly, clearly, and I don't know her, how you say her name? You said Keisha. Keisha Lance Bottoms. Keisha Lance Bottoms, okay, I, I'll just make sure. Keisha Lance Bottoms, she she seems to be concerned about COVID, but if you look at anybody in Atlanta, don't nobody else in Atlanta seem to be concerned about COVID. Like, Atlanta is wide open <laughs> right. right now. So, that's my first point. Just, why are they so rude to her? Like, I, I mean, the mayor is trying to put things in order to keep everyone safe, but, like, the whole Georgia itself is just ridiculous. But... Um, I don't like Gibbs because now that I think about it, even though I do want to see an All-Star game because last year was such a great All-Star game um, where they had this, the, the setup to uh, honor the late great Kobe Bryant. Uh, it was a fantastic All-Star game last year. However, I don't want to watch a f- the first half of an All-Star game, wait three hours, and then watch the second half because of a dunk contest. Now, nah, granted, they probably won't have it three hours long. they probably make it a real quick dunk contest. But that's going to be even worse because now I'm not going to be able to see the guy. They're going to have to rush their dunks. That's going to be one dunk, a basic dunk, make sure they don't miss the dunk. Because
1: mm-hmm.
2: I don't see them breaking the All-Star game three hours and expecting someone like LeBron to come back and play in the second half after he just sat down and watched the All-Star dunk right. contest for three hours. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. that second half going to be all the reserves playing. And I, didn't, I don't want to watch an All-Star game to watch the reserves close the game. You know what I mean? I want to see the stars play.
0: You know what? And I'll, I'll tell you this. So not only am I not with the deception to the players, but also uh, Georgia World Congress Center was reopened as an overflow for COVID-19 patients in December, late December, by the way, three days before Christmas. And you're telling me that somehow the city of Atlanta is now ready to uh, – you're telling me that the, the city of Atlanta is now ready to have an all-star game.
1: Are y'all well? <laughs> and, and is it going to be uh, – what's the capacity at the at this event? Do we know? I, I don't know. It's going to be the major. same
2: as the Atlanta Hawks, and they have the most uh, capacity right now. I think they mm-hmm. had uh, 19%. They're the most Yikes. right now. Don't quote me on that. I'm not sure if it's 19. So, exact, but but, it's but either
0: there. way, the the All Star game has been quoted as being quote unquote made for TV this year. And again, this is why I say some stuff you just need to know. It just, sometimes when you hear yourself making extreme extra precautions, when you hear a mayor warning her citizens, warning visitors, again, please, please, I know what y'all want to do. Please don't do it sometimes you need to take a step back and say, okay, I know I need my money, but also I might kill a couple thousand people here. Like, <laughs> you just need to relax. You need to go ahead and relax. Just look yourself in the mirror and relax. And also, speaking of the dunk contest, I, I'm sorry, but I just don't, I, I'm, I'm so disappointed in the way that the, the dunk contest fell off quickly. Yeah. Like this event. Remember the two years that Aaron Gordon got robbed back to back. Those were exciting years. It was exciting. Now it's like, eh, I mean, they to dunk or whatever. They go. Gonna... The worst year to me was the year where they had like it separated East versus West, and John oh, Wall yeah. was in it. That year was
1: you had to help each other on at least one dunk. And yeah, yeah, that
0: that that year was awful and i think that this year is going to be worse than that one okay so so
1: a uh, quick question just to intervene here what is the year like what time period were y'all like yeah i'm over the dunk contest
0: uh i man i can the year derek
1: jones won it i i was
2: like uh this is just i think mine might have been before that man i mean i was still giving it hope though man i'm you know
0: I'm... for me i, I I can't even remember uh, what year it was, but I remember like the dunk. I remember vividly when De- when Jeremy Evans won the dunk contest. I was just like, I was just like, wait a minute, bro! He won by jumping over Kevin Hart,
1: bro. <laughs> yeah, that was, I got. Um, how was that? Two thousand. That was two
0: thousand twelve. I bro, listen, listen. Both of my Achilles are surgically repaired. I can still <laughs> jump over Kevin Hart. <laughs> like, that's not a, a very hard task to do. Like, <sighs> that that year for me was like what really took the wind out of myself. Because every year before that, seeing JaVale McGee do the, the double dunk on those two rims, yep. it was exciting.
1: So even, seeing Blake robbed, Griffin jump,
0: even seeing Blake Griffin jump over the Kia was exciting. Seeing someone jump over Kevin Hart, I mean, come on now, Kevin Hart. That's that's the best you can do, and that was the dunk that won. By the way,
1: no. If if I'm if I'm being honest, um, I kind of lost interest before that. When they had the the Dwight Howard, Nate Robinson trilogy, that's when I first started to lose interest because. Don't get me wrong; it was exciting the stuff they were pulling out, but one, it was more about the stunts than the actual dunks, like. Nate and Dwight was winning back-to-back years, and they was putting on some, one, pretty basic dunks. And two, the event was going on an hour and a half, damn near two hours, because the participants was missing 10 dunks before they got one in, and it wasn't affecting their score. Yeah. This... Like, like, if you look back in the day, Vince Carter, Jason Richardson, they went out there, and they was they was putting these dunks in, first attempt. And if you missed uh, the dunk, I'm... you was getting a 35 from the judges. I'm a, I'm going to tell you what. The 20
0: the 20 it died down for me. 2016 and 2017 bought it back. 2011 it was just, in there. 2011 sparked,
1: it, sparked joy a little bit.
0: For me 2011 was still part of like I'm with this. I'm I'm with it. Like
1: right, I'm still right.
0: with this thing. 2012 was when I was like, "All right. Well, well, Paul George did the
1: glow in the dark dunk. I was like, "Yeah, I'm good, bro." <laughs> yeah. GG's GG's on the dunk contest,
0: man. but but seriously, yeah. this the dunk contest being the
2: halftime just shows you again who even the this candidates somebody... this year for the dunk contest.
0: I don't think I don't, they, the I don't think they announced mm-hmm.
2: them yet.
0: Oh my god, this is this is awful. This and trust me, we are not awful at our jobs, people. We have looked into these things. We just haven't seen anybody named as dunk contest contestants at this yeah. moment. Who, we who saw are some,
1: y'all? Who are we putting in a dunk contest? If you have the name four off the top of your head, real quick, who are we throwing? I in? I mean, that that I would want to see, or that I I am gonna see, who, that you're going to see. Uh,
0: I'm gonna go. I'm going go. Anthony Edwards. Agreed. Uh I'm gonna go. You know what? And, and the crazy part is this is actually Ares Gordon's year to win one, but he's not coming back. He's, yeah, he not he's not doing, doing it, it again. Back. Uh so we we're going to see Anthony Edwards. Uh we're going to see who won I don't it think last Zion year.
1: does it. I don't think so I don't think so either.
0: It would be great to see, but like we're we're not. We're not. So um, a, the defendant champ always comes back, right? Right. Yeah. So we're going to see Derrick Jones Jr. Um
1: Oh, so that was, was last <laughs> year i yeah. just thought about it <laughs> yeah yeah you're a sicko so okay. i'm gonna go derrick jones <laughs> jr i'm gonna go anthony edwards i'm gonna go uh i'm gonna go miles bridges
2: you know what i would like to see miles in that okay all right and i it. don't think he does it again he already done one though i don't think he does it again. he did he did see
1: that's the thing that's the thing if you go back and say hey who was in the 2000 dunk contest i can tell you off the top of my head because it's memorable outside oh, of the sure. winner i can't tell you the other participants in like the past 10 dunk i didn't know i didn't remember that miles bridges did the dunk contest already I, you
0: know i i i blame lebron for this it's his fault because <laughs> remember when the best players in the league used to be in the dunk contest i remember and then lebron came in the league it was like nah mm-mm. Now, not
1: only did he not do it, he said at one dunk contest, I'm officially declaring for next year dunk contest and then didn't do it. And did not pull. <laughs> <laughs> did hold, not on, pull. hold on, hold was, on.
2: Wasn't was old old Dwight Howard, like when he got old, wasn't he in the dunk contest last year?
1: Locals. Yeah, he was in the dunk contest last year. Yeah, Dwight was in there.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The dunk contest stinks. It stinks. <laughs> it, stinks. it
1: stinks. But, but Obi you know Toppin, I would was? like to see Obi Toppin in it too. Yeah, for the last nope. spot, I was, I was going to go Obi Toppin or John Collins.
0: Now, why you want to put Obi Toppers in a duck contest? His <laughs> knee cartilage is hanging on by a thread. He plays no, he for bet, Tibbs. He, bet, he, bet, he, bet he plays for Tibbs, and you want him to put more wear on his leg? Shame on both of y'all. Terrorist. Terrorist, I tell you. Wow. But, no, I'd I, I like to see that. Eric Gordon, go ahead and go home, dog. You done did enough. You done did enough. You've given us everything that you can can give us, dunk wise, and we appreciate it. But like, this is a young man's game, Aaron. And uh, you about two years off of being Blake Griffin, big dog. I'm sorry, I I just got to keep it a bean with you, man. But anywho, uh, so so tell me this: What does a successful All Star game look like to y'all this year? Um, or is this just like a zero sum game? Like there is no
1: success coming. Out? Um. I think with the fact that it's actually happening, I think a successful dunk contest is they have the game. It's a fun game that we all enjoy, even though a lot of the players don't want to do it. We still see that they have a good time and put on a good game we get a at least a part of dunk contest and then they come out of this weekend with you know no new cases as far as the player go players go and minimal new cases in the in the city of atlanta i think that part is very unlikely but i think that's a, that's what a successful all-star game is going to look like
0: okay chris what does success look like to you with this all-star game man
1: if nobody gets hurt because i would be
2: i would really hate if someone gets hurt this all-star game, and it was, wasn't even supposed to happen. It was just like a spur-of-the-moment type all-star game. That's yeah, what would be a yeah. success for me.
0: For me, this is a zero-sum game. Nobody wins here. I, I don't care what happens or how it happens. Because even if everything goes off perfectly without a hitch, this is still some rushed nonsense. Like, this is still something that just, like, it's a slap in the face to the players. It's a slap in the face to the fans. Because, again, as fans we watch this stuff and we we can see a, a well put together production and we can see some trash. Like we can see that we have, for the most part, let me not be ableist, but a vast majority of us have, you know, the abilities and facilities to see what's going on here. This just feels like nonsense. This just feels like something that just, you know, Again, there's there's no winner out of this to me. Please, let's just breeze through it and everybody get by healthy. I I guess that would be the best best outcome for me. Uh, but speaking of the all star teams, the 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 reserves have not been named yet. However, the all star captains as well as the starters have. So on the east, we have KD as captain, uh, Joel b the Greek Freak, Bradley Beal gets his first all star nod. And somehow Kyrie Irving. Hmm. Uh and on the West, you've got uh Bron, Luca, Steph Curry, Jokic, and uh Kawhi Leonard. Now, fellas, Bradley Bill finally got his all-star nod. Do y'all think that this confirms what all of the guys who watch the games have been saying about oh, Bradley Bill's a superstar. He's an all-star, he's bona fide. There's no if ands, or buts about him. Or is this more like, eh, I mean, the fans finally caught him? Mm,
1: I, I think that Bradley Beal is deserving of this nod. I think the fans got it right. I think he should be an all-star starter with his performance, um, <clears throat> you know, this season. But I think that the the claim that he's a superstar is a little far-fetched. I think the I think superstar goes a little further than pulling out big numbers. And I think a part of this has to do with the success of his team and the fact that he's in Washington. I don't think we've – have we seen a superstar come out of Washington at any point in time?
0: Um, it depends on your meaning of superstar. But I think my meaning the of
1: superstar when it comes to sports is a household name. And, and you're talking about out of all of sports or just the no, Washington No, I mean, just, just, just the Washington Wizards. I mean, Gilbert yeah.
2: Arenas is the most recent. I, I wouldn't – I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he's a superstar, though.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't put Gilbert's superstar status. I think most people okay, know Gilbert so, Arena's name from 2 Chain's lyrics. Okay, so, okay, wait a minute.
0: <laughs> first of all, first of all, sir, you disrespectful. So no, I'm saying just, us
1: as basketball fans, we love we love Gilbert. We love Hibachi. We love Agent Zero. But call your mama and ask her who Gilbert Arena's is okay but well is if the, is that
0: the definition of superstar because i mean in my
1: in my opinion i mean we could have an entirely different you know conversation about what you think a superstar I mean, is before so before talk-
2: 2019 not a lot of people knew who kowa was a lot of women knew who kowa was
1: right so. but he's a superstar now i don't think he was a superstar before because this I, this dude like was a cyborg i think that's part of like what made him a superstar? Because he's like very memeable. But even though he was the best two-way player in the league, I don't think he was a superstar until maybe last last season or the hey, season. Can before. I get
0: the Can I get the Kawhi Lab dropped right here? All right, thanks. Anywho, um, yeah, there's there's a uh, there's there is. Uh, I'm joking about the Kawhi drop by the way. I don't that. <laughs> but um, very, I was writing the timestamp down. <laughs> <laughs> but but on a serious note, uh, no there. There hasn't been any, any super, superstars to be uh, produced by the Wizards any, any time, relatively, relatively recently, or really
2: ever for that matter, if you talk about Transcends. El- Elvin Hayes is the other one that I was going to go way back, but that's, but a long that's the thing.
0: Time ago. Back, when, back when he played
1: sports was not as big in american culture as it is now especially basketball they was just, getting jobs in the summer and smoking cigarettes at halftime
0: bro they were literally plumbers it was literally <laughs> like, all right bro season's over time to go back to the plant like bro what what do you mean go back to the plant can you imagine russell westbrook having to weld things together <laughs> oh my god no nah, but uh yeah, it, you know what? Okay, by that definition, a superstar, you're absolutely right. Um, yeah, no, Bradley Bill isn't a superstar by that definition, but he's he's a great... I think he's a very good player that if he continues on the path that he's on, even if we're just talking numbers, if he just put up these numbers for whatever, for however many years, and he turned out to be our generation's... Um, uh, uh, his last name is English. I'm missing the first name right now.
1: Alex English.
0: Alex English. If he turns out to be our generation's
1: Alex English, yeah.
0: that's still a great career to me. Yeah, and, and if, still if anybody
1: that's not hip, if you know what I'm saying, if you're around our age or younger, just Google Alex English. This man was a walking bucket. He averaged 30 a game for like 10 seasons, and nobody talks about it. Yeah, he he was he was definitely a
2: walking bucket. Yeah. Uh, all right. He he, so, he was the modern Elgin Baylor to me. Like so, he, he so, Elgin Baylor got buckets. <laughs>
0: Oh, for sure. For sure. He definitely did. So when we when we talk about things that feel forced, feel out of place, feel like something shouldn't be happening, we could also look at Carson Wentz, the $100 million man who was on the bench for the Eagles. By the way, he has the one of the top five biggest dead cap hits of all time. For those of you who don't know what dead cap is, basically if a team signs a player to a very long contract and like they guarantee X amount of money, Unless the player does something to lose that guaranteed amount of money, if you trade him, if you cut him, if they go anywhere else, you still have to pay them that money. So that's a dead cap hit because they're no longer on your roster, but you still got to pay them. Carson Wentz has one of the biggest ones of all time because they just read up on him two years ago, and now that's Jalen Hurts' team. However, Carson Wentz was traded to the Colts for a third-round pick and a guaranteed second potential first depending on how many what percentage of uh the coach offensive snaps he plays so fellas do y'all believe that this makes the Colts a contender
1: um it, it depends on what you think of when you say contender i think that for the at least for the next few seasons i think that the coach will probably win the afc south pretty easily they were already right there um last season and i think carson wentz is a quarterback that can take your current team and and maybe, you know, add two to three wins onto that win total. So that would put the Colts at with 12, 13 wins, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, oh, that's about Right, so I think that they're good enough to win the AFC South pretty easily for the next few seasons. The issue is when you come into the other teams that are in the AFC, are they going to make it even close to an AFC championship or a Super Bowl? I still don't think if you add in Carson Wentz, that team is good enough to beat the Bills, the Steelers, the Ravens, or the Chiefs. So I think that's where the issue comes in. I think that you're gonna to have to put some other things onto adding wins in order to become a legitimate contender.
0: Just a very quick thought here. Uh the Colts were eleven and five last year. So two or three wins on top of that, you're looking at a thirteen or fourteen win team.
1: I, I um, think I think that's doable. I don't think they beat those powerhouses in the AFC still. Here's here's
0: my belief about the Colts. They have literally everything you could ask for they have a, a, an offense, weapons everywhere. T.Y. Hilton, uh, Dorsett. You got both of the backs and Naheem Hines. Go Pack, shout out to Wolfpack Nation. Uh, you got Naheem Hines and Jonathan Taylor in the backfield. you got, I mean, one of the best offensive linemen in the league, period, and Quentin Nelson, who anchors a very good offensive line side to side. I mean, they're they're good everywhere on that offensive front. And then when you look at their defense, they're led by one of the most ferocious defenders in the league and Darius Leonard, they've got a lot of uh young guys who are growing up and who are getting better on that back end. I honestly and truly see it this way. The, the, the nature of football is so different from basketball because in basketball, if you pull off one win against like, so let's say you're an eight seed and you get LeBron and the, the, Lakers, or you're a seven seed and you get the Nets. If you pull off one win the first game, you're not advancing. You still right. got to do that three more times. And football, right. all it takes, a couple a couple injuries, a couple things go wrong, next thing you know, it's all over. Perfect example, look at what happened to the Chiefs. Eric Fisher gets hurt, uh, Schwartz gets hurt, their right tackle, the, the all-world guy gets hurt. Now look at them. That's just how the game goes. So, With that being said, I can – oh, and look at the Ravens as well. All the injuries they had, all the retirements they had, all that that happened with the Ravens. So I honestly and truly believe with Carson Wentz in the lineup, if he is even 80% of what he was in his best season before the injuries, with with the weapons that he has, with the running game that he has, he'll be just fine. Chris, what you think, man?
2: Well, I I don't like the way media has said that – the Eagles now are in better quarterback position than the the Washington football team and the Dallas Cowboys, because for one, this guy's the quarterback's still young. And for two, um, Carson Wentz wasn't, wasn't bad before the injuries. Like, like the, the, the knock on his resume right now is that he played bad this year. If I'm correct, last year he was decent. Yeah. Yeah, this it, it's
0: been it's been a bit of a steady decline because of injuries and all that. But yeah, for the most part, yes.
2: Right. So I mean, for them to pay him all that money, then write him off so quick, I get you. You wanna you wanna take this push while the while the NFC least is is bad right now. But I mean, to me, the Colts got to steal. I'm gonna I'm, I'm be honest with you, they got to steal because if he somehow, someway goes back into form how he was before the injuries, which he will, because he's had a long off because they didn't play in the playoffs and he didn't mm-hmm. really play much. He should be pretty well rested, pretty healed up. Yep. I think they the, the Colts going to uh, shock a lot of teams, especially since they didn't even give up that much to get him. And you know, another thing that I think needs to be looked at in this uh
0: in this trade is who is their competition going to be when they're in season, in the regular season, right? So, you look at the Titans. The Titans have one of the the they, they are the The idea that a team takes on a coach's personality, they're that personified. Mike Vrabel was a hard-hitting, downhill, aggressive linebacker. That's what that football team is. They're downhill, they're aggressive. Derrick Henry's a 2K runner. Shout-out to the Russian champ two times back-to-back. However, running backs, especially power backs, they have the shelf life of an open avocado. Like, that's just the reality of it. He will not be able to withstand or sustain what he's doing for years on years on years it's a reason why you see multiple quarterbacks who are 40 but we look at frank gore like he's a medical marvel for still being able to do it at like 34 35 because the running back position is exponentially more physical yeah. uh, and then you look at the texans the texans are in the state of disarray let go of their all-time sack leader quarterback once out they have no picks to, to build a future with. This They're just in a horrible situation. And then you go to the Jaguars. I'm sorry, but I don't see Urban Meyer being a winner in the NFL. Most of the things that made him successful in college only matter in college. You don't recruit players like that in the NFL. You have a thing called a salary cap, so you can't load up on a bunch of talented players by telling them sweet things like you did in college. So, I mean, they're they're primed to run that division for some time. And like I said, all you got to do is get to the playoffs. Once you get there, all it takes is a couple bad breaks, a couple injuries, a couple things falling your way. You got a championship on your hands. So, uh, moving on, moving on from that, we're going to move on to our uh, next topic, which is Anthony Edwards. Now, When people talked about Carson Wentz, they talked about uh, are they giving him up too early and and did they really give him a chance to flourish? And when we change pace to basketball, we're going to look at Anthony Edwards just absolutely bury a guy under the rim when they played the Raptors. That young man should not have stepped under that rim. He got (laughs) baptized and it was not on a Sunday. Nobody had on their white robes. Nobody was singing. That young man just got took in the water. Anyway, now... Anthony Edwards huge dunk. Huge dunk, right? Embarrassing dunk. However, he was 4 for 11 on the night, if I'm correct, and people are starting to say it's clear that LaMelo is the best player out of that draft class. What do y'all think of him so far? And and is it a little too hasty to make that call?
1: Um I I don't think it's too hasty. Um is it still time left for Anthony Edwards? I say yes. Um, only reason I say that is because I think that we are a little too critical on young players for not performing immediately. And when people say that, like, hey, this guy isn't doing this, and this is his first, second year in the league, I point to Victor Oladipo. Multiple teams gave up on him before he was able to find his own. I point to Steph Curry. He had to get healthy, but he really didn't start performing like the Steph that we know until his fifth season. Um, so I do think that we, we have an expectation on players – to perform way too early now but at the same time i think that's a part of the game because they're in aau a lot younger they're playing against better stiffer competition a lot younger so they're able to develop a lot quicker than they used to back in the day but with anthony edwards um i'm not how much i'm not sure how much better we're going to see out of him i don't think as a first pick we're going to see all-star level talent and I'm just looking at his game outside of him being a supreme athlete, which if your name isn't LeBron James, it's not going to last forever. I haven't seen a skill set in this game that's going to be long lasting.
2: Right.
0: Right. OK. All right. And you know what? I, I definitely feel what you're saying in that I haven't seen a super skilled or a super uh, just like, a oh, he's very polished look out of Anthony Edwards yet, but I also am with you on a we shouldn't jump ship too quick. Chris, what you thinking of Anthony Edwards so far, man?
2: For the last uh, the last two number one picks, it was Markel Fultz and who's before Markel? Who's before Markel?
1: Was it Ben Simmons before Markel?
2: No, nah, Ben Simmons was a year before that. I don't even know who was. Uh anyway, seeing that Markel Fultz uh was the number one pick, I don't know. I don't I don't I don't know why people are jumping ships so early. Because Markel Fultz clearly can play basketball. He showed it this season before he went down with that awful off injury. Hope he get well. But F. D. Edwards is doing a lot better. It was Aiden. 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 Zion, Markel, Ben Simmons, and Cat was the last six uh, number one picks. Anthony Edwards is on par to be better than Zion. I mean, not Zion, but DeAndre Ayton. He's on par to be better than DeAndre Ayton. Talk it off. To me, it off. He, listen, listen, Gibbs. Hear me, <laughs> out, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. LaMelo is balling because of what? What's one of the main reasons why LaMelo is balling? I mean, they got a
0: lot of shooters around him. They have a ton of shooters, and he's good in in
2: and space. The the pieces around him. One of the reasons yeah. why Minnesota drafted Anthony Edwards, right, was because they didn't want LaMelo with D'Angelo, and they didn't want James Wiseman with Cat. Anthony Edwards fits their team a lot better. D'Lo's been out for most of the year. Cat had COVID been out for most of the year. Effie Edwards has been out there by himself and teams are treating him as a number one option until Cat just recently came back. So he's getting team's best defender, mind you he's still averaging 14 points a game in Minnesota, and the kid is freakish athletic, and I'll be honest with you Gibbs, I agree Ayton's better by far, but this year Ayton ain't really impressed me that much other than rebounding. He hasn't. Big,
0: big dog, big dog, knock it off.
2: Now, th- th- this I'll
0: be is honest one of those things, this is one of those things that's confusing to me because DeAndre Ayton came into the league and was instantly one of the best 10 centers in the league from day one yeah. this man came in the league averaging 16 and 10 and if right. you watch if you watch the Suns play they have nothing defending the rim except him That is when he got to the Suns nobody played defense. Not a single soul play defense. He was back there doing his best. You're telling me that you think that Anthony Edwards this year is on the trajectory okay. to be better than what DeAndre
2: No, did? no, 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 not this year. I'm saying long term, long term, long term. In a guard driven league, I think Anthony Edwards ceiling Anthony Edwards ceiling is higher than eights. I honestly, don't. I think
0: I think he has a chance to be more impactful via, like you said, the, the way that the game is played. Guards over bigs all day, sure. But if you're telling me who like for the position they play is going to be pound for pound the better player, there's no way you telling me that you've seen you've seen anything out of Effie Edwards this year to be like, yeah, he's going to be better than Aiden No, no, not mm-hmm. not
2: this year. I'm, talk, I'm talking like okay, let's say five years down the line. If Anthony Edwards averages twenty four a game, you don't think that'd be impressive? You don't think he'll live up to you know? You don't, I, you don't I think, think
0: so. I think so, but I also think DeAndre Ayton is getting better in ways that people aren't really, like, noticing all that well. But this man, at the end of the day, I look at it like this. He came into the league and was barely getting one block a game. Now I believe he's up to two and a half a game. Like, this man ain't no... He's gotten exponentially better. He's not. He's
2: no, he's no bum. He's no bum. He's no bum, Guys, I just think if Edwards had the pieces around him that him and LaMelo have, I think we'd see a better Edwards. Like I said, with Cat and D-Lo being out this season and Jared Culver being out a little bit this season, and even Joshua Kogi, who's like they're, they're the very, very cheap version of Marcus Smart. He does. A, he's a very good glue guy if you look at the watch the game instead of look at the stats.
1: Right. But
2: it. it, it he just Anthony Edwards is playing with a lot less, and he's still somehow averaging fourteen a game, which is for which sure, is, for sure. which is good yeah. to me uh, I mean, on the Timberwolves team.
1: I also also think that um you got to think DeAndre Ayton is still dealing with the adjustment of adding Chris Paul to the team, so his touches are a little less. He's still trying to figure out his role at a young age. Oh, but his, I
0: think his shots have been cut by one third. He, yeah. he shoots one less. But, uh, but one third less shots this year.
1: Than he has, you also got to think of what DeAndre Ayton will become maybe a few years from now after Chris Paul has aged off and he was able to get that knowledge and that tutelage and, and knowledge, of the, you know, that that knowledge of the game.
2: Right. I agree with both of you. But all I'm saying is if D-Lo's there and catch there a lot of this season, I think Anthony Edwards gets even more space on that floor. I think he gets even more one-on-one situations. I
0: mean, it's a I, lot of okay.
2: the paint collapsed when he drives to the rim. Like when I watch Timberwolves games,
0: I will I will admit I have I have been very hard on Anthony Edwards, and I am a big fan of DeAndre Ayton's game. So I will admit that I am probably a little biased here. You know I can admit that I can admit that, but there 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 is a lot to be said as far as what we have or haven't seen from Anthony Edwards so far. Now, let me ask you this, because Guyton, and, and I'm going to let you take the floor on this one because I know you got a lot to say about this. We've already talked about are we too harsh on young guys, but what is what is happening with this youth movement where the league keeps getting younger, but the young players are not excelling as rapidly as we've seen in the past?
1: Um, So I think that it is an influx of young players just because players aren't you know going to college you know for for four years is mostly one and dones a few twos a few threes a few fours so i think it's you know players need a place to play and people are looking to get younger and you you have exceptions to the rules you have younger players that's excelling at the top of their game uh devin bookers players like that um i think the reason the league is so young though is because people are less forgiving on veterans if you think of how many veterans we have that were solid role players, contributed to teams, uh, were all stars at one point. We're really at the point where if you get like one nagging injury or one, you know, like sub par season, they're out of the league. Mm. Um Paul Gasol mm. was second in the league and rebounding in Chicago, and then he had one injury, and then he just he's not in the league anymore. And it wasn't a career-ending injury, anything like that. Mark Gasol was one of the two best-way centers in in the league. Had one OK season, and now he's just like a, a role player on the Lakers. And if the Lakers didn't pick him up, I don't think he'd have a job. Um, they tried to push Carmelo out of the league, and Carmelo is one of the most gifted scorers we've ever seen, and he can still get you a bucket any time of day at the age that he's at. So I think yeah, that that mid
0: range is undefeated.
1: Yeah, I, I think um, it's not necessarily that. Um young players aren't aren't showing up as as much as they used to in the past because we've seen people like LeBron and stuff like that be generational talents, Kevin Durant but be gener- generational talents, their very first game in the NBA. But I think that it's a demand for these young players because there's so many of them, and you know, teams aren't willing to take a chance on those veterans anymore like they used to. Like you had players like Gary Payton, uh let's see Ashawn Kemp a Derek Fisher that stayed around in the league for years just because the knowledge that he could bring to the game just because, you know, their veteran presence in the locker room. I just feel like teams don't feel like that's needed anymore. Steph Curry is the man. oldest player on the Warriors, and he just turned 32.
2: Bro, the, yeah. the perfect example is Chauncey Billups, man. Yeah. He, bro, he developed so many guards just by coaching them. because I think, correct me if I'm wrong, he went to the Pistons, then he went to Denver. He stayed in Denver yeah. just like on the sideline. Then the Pistons picked him back up when they got Who was the point guard at the time? Duke it was It was Stuckey
1: and uh yeah, Stuckey Stuckey. Yeah. I can't, can't and, think of it. Brandon Knight Brandon, it was, Knight. Brandon Knight.
2: Brandon
0: Knight.
1: Oh, Brandon Brandon Knight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah but, he uh, he went to the Clippers first, didn't he?
2: No. Nah, he who? went to the Clippers on. He went to the Clippers as a coach. I don't think he went to no, the No, Chauncey played
1: for the Clippers and then went back to Detroit, right? No, because so. he had some pretty solid years in Denver, they went to the conference finals. Denver would have been a finals team with Chauncey if if, if the Lakers weren't around. Uh, ah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm. he went. Um, let's see. He went. Yeah, he went Pistons, Denver, Knicks, Clippers, then back to the Pistons.
0: Because
1: mm. they had mm. that team of uh, they had that one team in uh New York with, with Chauncey and Amari that was that was a pretty solid team. Gave Miami a run for their money.
2: Hmm. Okay. Well, uh okay. anyway, he's a perfect example because Stucky came into the league very, very underdeveloped. But I feel like Chauncey took a big uh mentorship role over him. And Stuckey actually played great basketball in Detroit. Like Stuckey was seventeen points a game one season, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Stuckey was solid. He I was like solid. Stucky. But I mean, yeah, for sure. The league, for the sure. league going in a different direction, though, man. It's like they, they, like I said, like I said off air, the league is getting like this. It's not a lot of players that develop fully anymore because a lot of players they they get they trying to avoid going to college for that year and go get the big absolutely. Clubs. So absolutely. a lot of teams find themselves drafting a player that was phenomenal in high school, but the high school to college jump, I mean, high school to the NBA jump is drastic. It's huge. I'm, so what happens you, is, go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. With with
0: what you're saying, and I'm, I'm 100% piggybacking off what you're saying right now. I think we're going to see an influx of guys who stay in college two, three, four years coming in to have significant impacts. Mm-hmm. I really do. I really do. You've already got your Draymond Greens, your John Collins and whatnot of the world. Th- Obi Toppins as well. I think we're going to start seeing more and more because those guys are literally, they go to college and they polish the skill set. They polish the skill set. They polish the skill set. So when they come to the league, they have fully developed skills.
2: Yeah, they have a go-to move. I love i love players that come to the league with a go-to move because back when I played, every coach told me, you need a move. You need a go-to move. You can always get your shot off. That Kimba jump shot, he, he, he perfected in UConn still with him today, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, it's, it's so mm-hmm. many players out there that have a, a go-to move. That step back Harden does, he been doing that all his whole career. He finally perfected it in college and it just got even better when he got to the league of, as of late. Exactly, so, and Kemba spent three years at UConn. He spent right. some time at UConn. Exactly. Developing
0: that, working on that, building that bag, and now look at him. Yeah. But
2: see, the, the, the way the league is going now, um, A lot of players coming out too early, so you draft a player thinking he's going to be your 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 turnaround point in your franchise, but in reality, no. You you might have to draft another player with them, and then you have to you have to build your around your franchise around both of those players that coincide with each other, like what what the Timberwolves did. I like how they drafted Edwards instead of Lamelo and Wiseman because they had Cat and D'Lo. You know that that's looking for that's like okay, we're going to build our nucleus around these three. So if one fault flops. We not stuck with just one. We got we got them in a bunch. You get what I'm saying? So we got three different chances for one of them to break out. And I think that's okay, the man. direction that the league is starting to go into more. Because a lot of teams they just want a lot of young guys that they can make play good together. Other than Philadelphia, I don't know what they're gonna do with Ben and and B. I'm so happy they got you know Brown out though? of there.
0: <laughs> but you know what though? And, and you know what? Okay, so the we we we've talked about the youth movement multiple times. I think that the there is a lack in uh, player development as well. But like you said, these players are not coming out with a move that they can go to every single time. And there's, yeah. everybody's not Zion. Everybody, Zion has some stuff that like, it's exclusive to him. Right. Nobody else can carry his <laughs> amount of weight, jump as high as he jumps. Why is that important? Obviously, when he wanna back you down, you're going backwards. When he wanna Man. jump up and block your shot, your shot's blocked, son. Sorry, that shot's going to the fourth row. Everybody don't have that. So with that being said, a lot of y'all develop a move, put a move in there, and these these teams, I really think, are the biggest culprits because these teams are it, – it the revolving door from first-round draft pick to out of the lead, to me, is, like, way too high. Like, somebody's not doing the scouting properly or – or like the, the, the player development that is not happening on these teams is just so exponentially bad that we're going to keep seeing this revolving door of oh yeah this guy was a lottery pick two years ago where's he
1: at now we're going to keep seeing it yeah um the, you, you bring up a solid point is there any players in the nba currently that you can say has a signature move or a go-to move and i mean not currently but any player you've seen come out in the past let's say five to six years
0: you know it you know what? I it there aren't many that come to mind except maybe Jason Tatum. Uh but this right here is why I say even like well, again You
2: said any player that came out with a with a with a, a go to move. Yeah, in the past five to six years. Uh Ben Simmons got that little leaning lean and floater when he drives to the rim. That's the
1: that's the only player I can think of. That's literally that's the only one that I was gonna say.
0: I I mean, Jason Tatum got the little the little step back jump Yeah, he got, he the, got the little back. in and out, in
1: and out
2: step back. Jalen Brown yeah, got, got the, the, got, the got the got the got the quick euro to the left side as well. But he's
0: he's developed that though.
2: Jalen yeah. Brown did not come out with that <laughs> when he
0: yeah. first came
2: out. That boy was a liability on offense. He was just be, <laughs> wait, who, who gave me the ball? Brandon Ingram though. He he got a, a nice jab step step back as well. He had that in in college. Um, yeah, it's,
0: it's not many of these guys.
2: Yeah, that, it's not. it's not. I think Devin Booker too old, but Devin Booker, another guy that had the jab step, you know, fade away. But other than them guys, no, nah, I don't know any. Yeah, yeah. And even out of those guys, y'all
0: don't think that a couple of years of Ben Simmons shooting threes in SEC basketball where nobody pays attention and nobody cares for real would have done him some good?
2: Man, let's talk about that. You know, even if he misses those shots. I would still be happy he's shooting him, bro. Like I don't get it. I don't. I wish I could sit down and talk to Ben and just ask
1: him. Which I mean, I'm pretty he, sure you're you're an NBA player. Like some of them gotta fall down at some point. now' will open up the floor so much just for what y'all doing as a team. I'm just happy to got Brent Brown out of there. Cause if I saw one more screen for Ben on the post, <laughs> I was gonna
2: lose my mind. Bruh. Why are you screening from him on the post, on the block? Hey, listen, I only
0: played basketball up to seventh grade, and one of the first things I learned, Ken, I know you want to set the pick. If your teammate is on the block, you cannot set a pick, bro. You can't do it. It's just not how it works. But but with that being said, I know that we slander uh, Ben Simmons a lot for his lack of desire to shoot. However, the 76ers are atop the East right now. Doc Rivers is really laughing at all of us talking about, hey, keep slandering the Clippers. Y'all be safe. But in the words of Magic Johnson, I ain't gonna be here. So, <laughs> uh, with that being said, everybody pretty much said, "Oh, this the East title is the Nets to lose." But again, the the Celtics are number one. Uh, the other contenders, the Bucks, and the, I'm not the Celtics. The Seventy Six are number one. The other contenders, the Celtics and the Bucks are in very bad slumps right now. We'll talk about which is more concerning to close this thing out in just a little bit. And the Nets, while they're on a five-game winning streak, that comes after a four-game stretch in which they went one and three. I'm sorry, a five, yeah, a five-game stretch where they went uh, one and four, which included losses to the Pistons and Wizards. So, fellas, is the East sealed? Is it up for grabs? Can the 76ers actually take it home?
1: Um. I think so. I think that's I think that's something that can definitely happen. I think the East is honestly wide open at this point. Even you even though you got teams that are, you know, were early favorites like Boston, like uh Brooklyn struggling right now, mm-hmm. I definitely think that that it's a number of teams that can come out of of the East. I think Philly is an option just off the strength of if Joel Embiid is healthy, uh he's either first or second in my MVP voting. He's having an amazing season, and I think that um he can he can will a team definitely over, you know, the Nets who have no interior presence. Right? Um, I think Brooklyn can win. I think Boston still has a chance to win if they turn around. I still, even though it's a long shot, I still think Milwaukee can make it to the finals based off the strength of um if it wasn't for the the brilliance of Eric Spolster and Miami's defense. I didn't think it was a team in the East last year that would that would have been able to stop uh, Milwaukee. I don't think they guy, won the championship. Guy,
2: but. I'm sorry, I've given up on Milwaukee, bro. Until, <laughs> I
1: until, have too, but I think they can make a fine. Bud
2: makes make until Bud start making adjustments, bro. I'm sorry, I, I, I'm sorry,
1: bro. They got Giannis locked up, which is good, but I am sorry, guy. I, I can't, I can't, man. I, I think that that team can still make a finals. If you look at the, how the East is currently constructed, I can't think of a team that uh can. Just Bro, in the in the playoffs, they games. don't
2: do nothing. Listen, in the playoffs, they've been done this several times. If you built that wall and you eliminate
1: Giannis, right, right, that's that's the point done. I'm making. They're what done. team do we have? That's if the playoffs started today. What team do you have in the East that can build that wall? Um, mm.
2: the Celtics have done mm. it.
1: The Celtics, oh, you going to build that wall with, with Robert Williams and Tristan Thompson?
2: Robert no, Williams but is what still 6'8. You... <laughs> I'm saying, what it is, is if you got Marcus Smart crashing down Jalen Brown and Robert Williams, Giannis, it's going to be hard for him to score on all three of those. And that's what they've been doing in the playoffs for the last three years. That's also, what been doing. they Also, just the a quick ham, note about is the Giannis Stockford. Okay, keep going. Go ahead. That's guys. true.
0: That's true. Well, I, Miami, the only yeah, seed. The, the only thing for me about the Celtics, when it comes to winning time, they just don't have anybody that's just going to go legend and say, all right, this is my game now. Everybody else, get out the way. You need that in today's NBA to win. You need that. Like, this ain't the early 2000s where it's like, all right, if y'all got a whole team, like, you know, in the early 2000s, you had the Pistons win a lot. You had the Spurs win a lot because, like, at the end of the day, you could just find a way if you had enough really good players like and and no disrespect to Tim duncan because he is an all-time great to me the greatest power forward of all time but as he developed later in his career it was a situation of you could still rattle off some wins just by oh yeah we've got a good team we've and by wins i mean championship wins but like we've got a good team we don't need one guy to go 40 and 40 or we don't need one guy to go not 40 and 40 40 and 10 and 10 or something crazy like that. But now you need one player who's just going, all right, everybody get out the way. All the teams at the top, they have at least one guy like that, if not multiple. The Celtics, Jason Tatum is good. I haven't seen him do it when it matters. I just haven't. Yeah. So, I mean, if if he, if he he's going to show up, if he's going to do it, he's young, so he's still got time. But, I mean, who knows? Who knows? So let me ask y'all this. Let me ask y'all this to follow to piggyback off that question just a little bit here. So the Celtics and Bucks are are both in huge slumps. Whose slump is more concerning to you?
1: Um, I think Boston's is more concerning because you have uh, that young team over there, and they seem to have their core together. And I think even though they're young, we're starting to enter the t- territory of. What do you need to do to shake this team up? Of course, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are the cornerstones, but now you need to start to think like maybe we need to move some money here to get another piece. Maybe it's time for Kimba to to work his way out of here. Kimba was what, 0 for eleven from three today?
0: Yeah, it was tough. It was tough.
1: Right. So I think that's a bigger um I think that's a bigger concern because they have to decide what they're gonna do to shake up this core if they, you know, don't make a deep playoff run this year. I don't think that's a big concern for milwaukee because at this point the only solution you have is to is to get a new coach i mean the players that you have here you're you're essentially stuck with them for the next three to four years it's, it's nothing much you can really change there so i think it is going to be a bigger uh issue for boston if they don't come out of this slump
0: hmm. hmm you know i'm gonna go with uh i'm gonna go with the Bucks slump meaning more for the exact opposite reason they have too much money tied up in too many players and it—they are all at the ages of where like you're seeing the best ball you're gonna get out of them. Like, how many more players do the Bucks have to where you're like, oh, his best days are ahead of him?
1: I know that's—that's that's, that's why I don't think it's a huge concern because if the Bucks went into the playoffs, and I don't think it would happen, but if they lost in round one, I don't think any of us would be like flabbergasted that it happened.
2: What? I would. I, would I don't be think shy. so.
1: It. I. I, I can't. I ain't Even gonna lie,
2: though, I wouldn't be shocked, bro. Even though I said I it, they have the potential
1: shocked. to make the finals, anything that happens between them losing in round ones, if they started today to play Toronto, if they lost to Toronto in seven or made it to the finals, I wouldn't be shocked at either.
0: That's that's such a huge chasm. Do we not realize how big that chasm I un- is? I
1: understand it is, but like, my expectations of the Bucks have dwindled so much because we know what we're going to get out of them. We're going to get great regular season basketball, um, I think they end the season figuring it out. But when we get to the playoffs, I think we can expect what to see out of them. It's going to be a tough role because outside of Giannis attacking the rim, they don't have any other weapons. <sighs> All
0: right. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I understand. I, I'm not saying I agree, but I get where you're going. I get where you're going. Which slump is more concerning, man? uh. Ugh.
2: Mm, the the bucks the bucks the bucks. Uh, actually, you. no, you know you you know the bucks only because. So, he no, no, no 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 no. I'm going with the bucks. I'm going with the bucks. But I'm gonna say it positive about the Celtics. The Celtics are realizing the value of Marcus Smart. They're mm-hmm. that first team all defender. Mind, he's been a first team all defender the last two years, I believe. Mm-hmm. He there are they are missing the help of Marcus Smart. A guy that go get you some charges when you got a momentum. Or a guy that go chase downs, dive in the stands with no fans right now, but dive in the stands and go to get a loose ball. Or a guy that was playmaking. He was averaging almost six assists this year. The Celtics are struggling. so And then they had a lot of players in and out with COVID. So their roster has really just been rotating. Like Kemba, late start to the season, even though that's no excuse. I think we've seen a slight decline in Kemba, starting to, starting to see a decline in Kemba because he is, what, 31? Now, and those small guards typically don't usually last that long unless you're Derek Fisher. So right. I mean, but the Bucks is is more concerning because they went out, gave Giannis a supermax. They went out, traded their future for Drew Holiday, and also they went out and they they spent all that money just to get Giannis comfortable. You know, they got his brother on the team. You know, and to me. You're gonna win now if you're the Bucs. Like, yes, the Nets are there. Yes, the Nets probably are going to be there at the end because of all the offensive firepower. But as the Bucks, this been this is you're 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 going to take Giannis's prime away if you don't fix this now. You don't want a situation where Giannis gets 28, 29, and he decides, you know, I'm never going to win here. And I think Budenholzer is is a lot to blame because he hasn't made any adjustments. They came they came off that terrible playoff performance last year. Where they had the Giannis stopper, really stop Giannis, and they didn't have an answer for it. They didn't have right. they didn't have a, a clue for what to do at all. So I'm calling out Bud right now, man. You you need to do something, or your job is on the line because the the, the franchise is is Giannis. Whatever Giannis says, he get the harder treatment right now in Milwaukee. If he decides he don't want to he don't want to play for a week, he don't have to play for a week. If he decide he want to fly out and miss practice, he can. So, he's not the same type of person as James Harden. He wouldn't do that. But I'm just saying, the the, the Bucks on the hot seat right now. They, they, if they don't figure this out soon, honestly, they're going to have to make a move that they don't want to make. And one move that I think they could make, but it, it really wouldn't really help them as much because you lose a lot of defense. C.J. McCullough and Chris Middleton swap. I feel like both teams would benefit a lot from it. Yeah. But the Bucks lose severely, severely in the defense category. But you added Drew Holiday to counteract that a little bit. So, to me, that's the only thing Milwaukee can do. And I don't even think the money lines up where it, it, it'll work. Right, right, yeah, because
0: CJ making money, money. So it's it's they they in the bad. Not-
2: Middleton is, too. I think he got $130 million or something like that. He got yeah, a, he No, got no, no. Both,
0: both of them are making money, money. But at the same time, you don't move money, money players. Like, if right. you're uh, trailblazers, they're not moving them. Like, right. they're, they're just not going to do that. And, and by the way, just to, to go back to something I said earlier about the lack of player development. You want to know what player res, uh, puts out the most to me? The NBA has a player development problem from team to team. Dennis Smith, Jr. Dennis Smith Jr. came into the league at 15-6 and and has steadily declined. Yeah. How does that happen? How? Like, that doesn't make sense to me. He came in at this, and, like, over the time, it's just, like, steadily. Bit by bit by bit. Up, less, a little less, a little less. Up, his shooting percentage is getting a little worse, a little worse, a little worse. Something's going on that's like, you know.
2: But I anyway, believe I he y'all... finished top five in rookie of the year voting, too. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But
0: anyway, I know y'all tired of us talking about the the, the future being now, the East being bad, and number one picks, and this all-star game being the Anthony Bennett of all-star games. So we're going to go ahead and let y'all go. But come on back the next week and the week after that and the week after that. Peace and love, y'all. Yeah,